and I don't know. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? It is midnight in Cozy Corner and in the galaxy far, far away. Pour yourself a cup of Jawa juice, put your feet up and get ready to howl at the twin sons of Tatooine. It is time for the late night fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Tonight, we're talking about the Mandalorian. It is time for the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozic on our public radio. I'm done with that Star Wars crap and I'm done with you. Damn, Harrison. Welcome to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very Wookiee co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. I want to thank all of you Nerf herders out there for tuning in. Faith, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the new series, The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian airing exclusively on the Disney Plus streaming service because, Faith, Disney doesn't own the world enough. They need to own it more. Exactly. Right. Uh, We were talking about The Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child. This was written by Jon Favreau and directed by Rick Famuia. I have a feeling I did not pronounce that right. Famuia. Well, I wouldn't know the difference, so it was fine with me. (laughs) Rick F. Rick F. directed this, and Rick F. did a hell of a good job directing this. Yes, he did. And John F. did a hell of a good job <laughs> writing this. Uh, this originally aired on November 15th, 2019. Friday will be the release date from here on out for The Mandalorian episodes. I think it was really nice of them, though, to give us two in a week. That yes. way you can make up your mind because you get the free week. Uh, I'm, I've been very happy with the Disney uh, Plus streaming service so far. I think they have a lot of great stuff on there. And... Uh, Hopefully some more stuff coming. Hopefully. So last time we ended off the Mandalorian found a baby Yoda, which we will hear from here on out refer to as baby yo-yo and uh, (laughs) faith. uh, Here's a quick synopsis. There will be spoilers from here on out. This synopsis comes to us courtesy of the good people at Wikipedia. Faith, Wikipedia is not lazy. What is it? It's efficient. It is indeed. Cue the music. And here we go. While returning to his ship on foot with the child in tow, the Mandalorian is ambushed by a trio of Trandoshan warriors. He disintegrates one, attempting to rush and kill the child, revealing a tracking fob. Upon returning to his ship, he finds a team of Jawas scavenging it for parts. After a short battle, they retreat in their sandcrawler and stun the Mandalorian unconscious with Ion Blast. He returns to his ship, finding it stripped bare and all of his weaponry stolen. With the assistance of Quill, he begrudgingly bargains with the Jawas to return his ship's parts in return for retrieving the egg. The Mandalorian locates a den with a large horned beast inside, throwing and battering him around in the open. With his weapons failing and his armor heavily damaged, the beast charges to finish him, but the child uses the force to lift the beast, allowing the Mandalorian to stab and kill it. He returns with the egg, and the Jawas cut it open and eat the contents. He and Quill repair his ship, after which Quill turns down the Mandalorian's offer of reward in crewing his ship. 
After parting his friends, the Mandalorian takes to space and the child wakes for the first time after exhausting itself using the Force. So, Faith, what did you think of Chapter 2, The Child? I think this episode was just as good as the first one. Yes, I so like good. the action narrative of it. Mm-hmm. I like the swashbuckling, buckling, swashbuckling <laughs> narrative of it. It has that feel of classic Star Wars. Yes. And again, it feels like we're expanding the universe, mm-hmm. seeing some familiar things, spending some time with familiar creatures, but getting to know a little bit more about them. We're not just seeing them to get the nostalgia feels going. We're uh, right. actually expanding the story and the mythology here. Mm-hmm. So we were both very taken with Baby Yo-Yo yes. at the end of Episode 1. Baby Yo-Yo kind of is the breakout star here of Episode 2. The child the episode is named after Baby Yo-Yo. <laughs> and uh, it's the sweetheart America didn't even realize it needed, right? right? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Baby Yo-Yo? Um, again, I said this in the last episode, I want one so bad. (laughs) He has stolen my heart. Right. And so many other people, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, oh, everyone I've shown a picture of baby yo-yo too. They're just, they're just really taken with it. What did you think of the dynamic between the Mandalorian and baby yo-yo? Uh, because there's a little bit of a relationship that's Mm -hmm. being formed here, isn't there? There is. I like that, you know, that was what he was after but i feel like he almost has some type of protective quality over it do you get that kind of yes i do now that's a great question i was going to ask this do you feel like it's protection uh because this is his bounty and he's getting paid for this or do you feel like there's something more brewing between these two at first i did think that about the bounty but i almost feel like now there's like a little more sense of he cares about it in some way you know yes do you feel that his feelings toward the baby yo-yo if he has them you know, indeed mm-hmm. has them. Uh, do you feel like they're tied into his origin story, which we don't quite know yet? He was a foundling, as they said. Uh, we don't exactly know what that means or where he comes from. We kind of feel like he has a he had a hard childhood. Right. Do you feel like this is going to tie into this baby yo-yo in some way? I could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. That was going through my head yeah. a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. I got the feeling he was protecting it because it's a baby and it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I don't know how. I feel like it moved past um, simple. I'm getting a reward for this. Right. There's something. There's something. I feel a like it, something stirring in yeah. him. Uh, that thing is too damn cute. Those <laughs> those big eyes and those ears. Because you think Yoda is cute, don't you? Yes. Yeah, Yoda's cute. Now we got a baby Yoda. Yeah, so it's like did, ten did, times cuter. <laughs> yeah. Did you catch the little thing? Like the hair's gray already. Yes. Did you see that? Like. <laughs> yes, I did. I thought I thought that was a neat uh, neat little thing. What do you think of the species? Because as I said. Um, John Favreau apparently asked George Lucas for something, and George Lucas willingly gave them this piece of the mythology if, if the reports are to be believed. So this is something that's been in his mind that he was going to explore in either movies or, or, or uh, animation or mm-hmm. something. But this is sort of coming from George Lucas. And this series seems to be uh, moving towards exploring the origin of Yoda species, or at least their place in all of this. Right. What did you think of his role here? Because he does some pretty wonderful things. And what did it have you thinking when you were seeing him do these things with the force? Like he seems to be naturally gifted with yeah. the force and, and knew how to use it. Yeah. It, that, that was one of my favorite parts. Seeing the little baby yo-yo <laughs> using the force. It makes me really wonder more about, you know, like where they came from. Are they all like this? 
you know more about right. about the species. Right. I love the moment when he was trying to uh, use the force to uh, take some of his pain away from the wound he mm-hmm. had. Twice, I think he, he had gotten up, you know, and he kept moving him. And did you? I know you did, but uh, the visual reference when he has a little swaddling blanket on. And what did he look like? He looked like baby yoda yeah. in his in his jedi <laughs> yeah. robe right exactly um he also has a nice personality doesn't he, he? Does. i mean he's he's there he's, he's and those shots wins me over when he's in this little uh, uh crib thing mm-hmm. that floats uh which how precious is that him uh having that uh crib attached to him and moving with him and, yeah. and all that it's like a floating bassinet type a floating thing. bassinet yeah uh how precious was it those big eyes looking up and seeing the world oh you know because the thing I liked about it was you're getting the story from his point of view. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is coming from Baby Yo-Yo's, you know, point exactly. of view, which I thought was yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I actually, I think I rewinded that part. <laughs> oh, I did. It was yeah. so cute. Yeah, it was. It was really cute. So, let's get back to the Mandalorian. Um, you know, as we said in the last episode, he's not perfect. He goes through some uh, some pains here. There's trials mm-hmm. and tribulations. What did you think of the trials and tribulations he's experiencing here? Because I expected this to not be a direct continuation from, you know, there was going to be this journey of him taking baby yo-yo and I thought he was going to go to the ship and leave. No, we get kind of a nice adventure story here and somewhat familiar. I'm not sure if we're on Tatooine, but uh, he has to deal with the Jawas. What did you think of the Jawas? It's nice to see them again. Again, these little tie-ins, you know, from older movies, which makes me, you know, think... Who else are we going to see, you know, right. throughout this? And we both notice it. The Jawas have red eyes for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a different species of Jawa or if they're on a different planet. Yeah, you or... said that and I was like, what does it, are they like more evil or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were very welcome. I was very oh, happy to see the Jawas again. Uh, did they remind you of anything? Because they reminded me of something very specific. You said something and I had said they reminded me, they sounded like minions. <laughs> right. They kind of did. Yeah. They had a little bit of minion in them, but... I was getting the vibe of the aliens from uh, Toy Story with, because there's a scene where they're talking about the egg and they all get uh-huh. very excited, like the egg, the egg, and I kept going the claw, the claw, one <laughs> of us, <laughs> one of us. Um, the Jawas are kind of little bastards, aren't they? They really are, but I really like them a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do too. I thought it was so cool getting into the sand crawler and, and yeah. see, you know and seeing that and seeing the visual motif of that coming back from the original movie. And again, for you, was that like a nostalgic thing or was it? For story purpose. Story purpose. Exactly. I was like, oh, cool. Look, right. there's a sand crawler. I love the fight on the sand crawler yes. when he's fighting with them. Um, I love how beat up he gets throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. He gets beat up and muddied and I'm sure bloodied under that helmet. Uh, even the uh, the creature was kind of a throwback to Attack of the Clones, the reek that comes out in the arena fight. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, mud horn, I think is what they called it on the uh, subtitles on the Disney+. Plus. Uh, but... The creature was great. So they want him to go get an egg. And I thought this was so wonderful. Uh, you know, you're thinking, they're, you know, this is a prized thing for them, you right. know. And what do they end up doing with it? Just like busting it open and eating. Eating it raw. <laughs> they don't even cook it. They just eat it. And he just kind of lets them go on their merry way. Um, we have a return appearance from Nick Nolte as the Ugnot Quill. And I, I'm not sure what his name is. That's how I'm pronouncing it. They have not said his name in the sh- in the show right. proper. What did you think about him coming back here? I loved him. Again, I liked when, uh, I like his, his sense of, what's the word I'm looking for? 
devotion, not devotion, but yes, but I'm but helping you because you helped me with yeah. something. He didn't want anything in return. You know, he didn't want any money. He didn't want to be a part of the crew. He was just yes. happy with what he did. And yes. Wanted to move on. He's he's kind of gruff. Yeah. He's a little bit gruff, uh, not Grinch gruff, but mm-hmm. gruff. But I feel like he's very warm and he has a, he has a big heart. Yes. You know. Do you feel like these two have become friends? I think so, yeah. So I think this character is very important. I don't know if we're going to see him again because I don't know how many episodes Nick is uh, scheduled to appear in. But I think this is very important because the Mandalorian is not this kind of standoffish guy. He does have the capacity for friendships, which I think is going to tie in with baby Yo-Yo. Is -hmm. he going to, you know take care of this thing uh you know is he just going to turn it over blindly for the uh, beskar steel you know that's the question um let's ask this question what do you think the uh the uh client played by werner herzog in episode one wants with this baby yo-yo because that's what they're after now there was a doctor in that scene as well like a mad scientist Mm -hmm. type almost uh what do you think they could want with this? Because I, I don't really have a good idea. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe they're afraid of the power it has and, you know, using the force and wants to do something with it or something, you know? I don't know. Right. It's a good question. Right. Um, it is it is a really good question. And I'm sure that's one. I'm not sure. I'm positive they're going to address this oh, as yeah. this goes on. I know that there is an imperial governor involved in the uh, guise of Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, he was in an episode of Creep Show that we did, and we made a uh, reference to the fact that his name is wonderful. And it sounds like he is a starting outfielder for the New York Yankees. Now batting cleanup, Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito, Esposito. Yeah, and everyone rises to their feet when he comes up. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. We have not seen Gina Carano yet. She is playing a former rebel uh, freedom fighter. Who's now in this uh, this this world out there? We're not exactly sure where they're at, but in the uh, outer rim. What did you think? And I meant to ask you this in episode one. What did you think of where we are in the story? Because the revolution's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the imperial credits are no good. The empire is not really a factor too much right now. What do you think of like uh, the the political side of where we're at Ooh, here? That's a good question. I never really thought about that. Put me on the spot with that. <laughs> I like I like the turnaround here. You know, yeah. it's, it kind of grounds it a little bit. You know, real True. world. You know, the money's. Yeah. You know, with the money side of things, I didn't feel that they're overdoing that. You know, it's yeah. like this is different. You know, does it feel like Return of the Jedi? Or does it feel like we're kind of moving? You know, forward. Moving forward, I think. Yeah, I think that's the most important yeah. thing too. As as I keep saying. They're expanding this universe, which is great. Yeah, it feels like a tie-in, but it feels like it's a continuation that, you know, should have happened. (laughs) Should have happened. You know, we should have got this, like you said, before. Yeah. With the movies, but... We should have. I'm I'm glad we're at least getting it now, you know? I mean... Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, forward to it. I do hear through the grapevine that episode six will deal with Yoda species at length, so... Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Is there anything, we should have talked about this on episode one, is there anything that you would like to see in this series? Um, not off the top of my head. Not really. What about you? Not, no, not off the top of my head. I didn't realize I needed to see Baby Yoda. You know, I really didn't, I didn't either. know that I needed to see <laughs> so that. I'm glad we did. Um, I'm really fine with them doing these kind of callbacks like that, mm-hmm. as long as they're telling this story. And I really... At this point, two episodes in, don't want to see any of the old characters. Right. I just, I want to keep seeing this story progress mm-hmm. and uh, and see what's happening. 
Uh, we talked about Pedro Pascal in episode one. What did you think of his performance here? And again, we're not hundred percent sure that's him under the suit. We are right. operating under the assumption that it is. I think he's doing some cool stuff here. I think so too. What do, what do you like about him? The body language, mm-hmm. the way he kind of cocks the head. You know, there's yeah. a there's a sense of someone being under there. And isn't it amazing? You're getting emotional components yeah, you, with him, even you though you really can't see are. the face. I was just thinking that you you can read him, even though you can't see him. You know, I mean, you can feel him. You don't even know who it is, really. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I will say this, though, going back, I would like to see some of the formation of the New Republic after Return of the Jedi and see them forming a new government. You know, I think I think that's interesting. Hopefully that'll play into it. But if it doesn't, I'm I'm more than okay with it. I don't need to see Darth Vader. I don't need to see Han Solo, Princess Leia or or even have them reference. I like what this is doing. I do, too. It's like I said, it it feels like Star Wars, but it feels like it's something so different but you know, like you said we don't we don't need that for it to yeah to be star wars yeah. you know? and i didn't expect him to be dealing with the jedi at all yeah. you know with the force but i'm really glad that that's being brought in too because yeah. clone wars did a great job of that uh dave filoni i who have was, never seen that it's really wonderful and it's up on disney plus and it's worth uh the last three episodes especially dealing with yoda are really great um they did a great job of exploring the force but george lucas was involved with that show pretty you know, pretty intimately right. for the most part. And he was involved here to an extent. And can you feel his influence on I this? I absolutely can. Yes. That's why I keep saying they feel like old Star Wars because I, I mean, I think that's, I think that's why you get, you get his kind of touch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do you remember what I said when we walked out of the force awakens? I don't remember. I, I looked at you and I said, you know, I, I think I enjoyed it, you know? And I said, just didn't have that Lucas thing. Yeah. And I couldn't define what that thing right. is, but that feel. Does this have that feel to you? I feel it. I think it's in spades. I feel yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and it's not just the locations, you know. Right. Because like, I'm not even sure we're on Tatooine. I don't know where we are. Right, but, but, yeah, and it's not, it's not even the callbacks to different, you know, creatures and stuff like that. It just everything about where they are and what's happening feels like George Lucas. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will say this, uh, I take back, I do want to see some Wookiees, because yeah, I, mean. I always <laughs> like seeing Wookiees. The only thing better than a baby yo-yo would probably be a baby Wookiee. I don't know. Baby Yoda is... <laughs> yeah. Baby yo-yo. Do you have any idea where this is going? I really don't, and I'm excited, though, that I don't know where it's going. <laughs> I'm going to venture an opinion that he's going to uh, go at it with the client. I think he's going to fall out of favor with them. I, I can think see that. I think the Mandalorian is going to make a moral choice that is going to uh, have hopefully some repercussions throughout the universe. I'd like to think that this story is not just isolated to this. Right. That's going to have some ramifications for the world. I think he's going to be a good guy. What about you? I think so. I'm leaning towards good guy, too. I get that feeling from him. I think so. Same here. And uh, I, I hope he is. Yeah. I hope he is. Yeah, and if he's not, that's, that's yeah, fine, that's too. Yeah, that's fine. I really, I really want to know more about him. You know? Just... Uh, Yes, same bit. same here. I think you know this is going to be about him and the the mm-hmm. Yoda species. Uh, let's let's venture a guess. Is he going to take the helmet off at any point during this series? Mm, yes, I don't know. But will you see his face? <laughs> Probably not. Right. All right. I'm 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 a fan of this. I'm really looking forward to I this, am too. and we will be covering this series. Each week until it uh, finishes in December. Faith, do you have anything else you would like to add about ep- episode two, The Child? I think that's it. What about you? That's it. 
I just need some more Carl Weathers. Me too. Some more Don't Carl we Weathers all? and bring on Gina Carano and Giancarlo Esposito, yes. center fielder for the New York Yankees. Yes. <laughs> well, until chapter three comes out, I am Dan. And I am Faith. Aunt Carrie, take us home. And in conclusion, Your Honor, I hope I slept with you to get the job, because if not, who the hell was that guy? This is a coyote on behalf of the cast and crew of the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We want to sincerely thank you for tuning in, and we want to remind you to tune in each and every week as we break down a new episode of The Mandalorian. May you stay one step in front of the Empire, and may the Force be with you. We'll see you further down the trail. <laughs>